everyone, welcome to the first episode of Collier's Insights Podcast. Once again, this is Joey Roy Bonta, Collier's Director and Head of Research. And now we'll discuss with our experts the latest news and issues affecting the Philippine real estate market. It's a very exciting time for the Philippine property sector, especially the office market. And who better to share with us insights on what's in store for the office sector than today's guest, Danielle Salapong, Associate Director of Office Services Landlord Representation. I'm excited to hear more, so let's go ahead and ask Daniel. Hi, Danes. Welcome and thanks for joining us today. Hi, Joey. Thanks for having me. So can you provide an introduction on what you do as a landlord representative about your clients if they're okay to disclose and how do you maintain relationship with them? Sure, Joey. So as part of the landlord representation team, we are tasked to be the representatives of the different developers, different building owners, and we help them lease out their office spaces. It's very rewarding in a way because you get to meet a lot of big names you also get to have that sense of fulfillment because you help lease out office buildings in its entirety. And you continue to have relationship with these landlords for the next project and other projects that they may have in the future. So some of the projects that we've handled, some of the big ones, you know, we handled projects for Vista Land. We did projects for Federal Land. We also concentrate also on different boutique developers. So we have Course and Realty. We also have Pioneer Insurance. So these are some of the developers that we currently have in our portfolio that we're helping in terms of leasing out their office spaces. Thank you, Danes. Those really are big names in the Philippine real estate. Now, I know you came from a different uh, industry. So this is interesting. Why did you decide to shift from the BPO industry to office brokerage? It's actually a funny question, Joey. So you're right. You know, I came from the BPO outsourcing industry. I was part of that industry for about 15 years and three months before I decided to take a leap and try out doing office services, doing brokerage work. So in the BPO industry, I was handling the admin and facilities department. And during that stint, you know, I got a lot of exposure in terms of handling the real estate portfolio of the company that I was part of before. We were going on inspections, we were doing site selection. So it became just natural to gravitate towards real estate. So when the opportunity arose and Colliers offered a job in real estate, I said, yes, I'll try it out. It was very frightening in the beginning because, you know, it's a sales job and there were quotas, but, you know, being able to experience this industry in all its phases, in all of its grandeur was very rewarding, not just financially, but even from a developmental, self-development perspective. Thanks, Danes. I know you're a quota buster. So discuss your transition <laughs> from BPO to real estate. Was it difficult? How did you adjust? In the beginning, yes. You know, I can say in all honesty, that there was some difficulty when I did the transition from BPO corporate work to real estate sales job. It was difficult because, number one, you had a quota. Number two, everything was a bit new to me. The process for leasing, how to represent clients, companies, landlords, how to make sure you get an equitable agreement between both parties so that everyone comes out 
in a win-win situation. It was difficult in the beginning because of the learning curve, but once I've mastered it, it was very rewarding. What made it more rewarding was the very fact that the parties that you've helped, the people, the landlords, the companies that you were able to find office space for or lease their buildings for, really were very appreciative. And this became really my goal, even now, is to get that feeling, that sensation of being able to help. And I think it's very natural coming from the BPO industry where it's all predominantly customer service. You know, that customer service, that that emphatic uh, feeling that you get and that skill that you develop in the call center industry really carried well into the real estate industry. Being able to feel the needs of your landlords, feel the requirements of your company or your tenants, and being able to make that deal happen, wherein they're both happy and they're both appreciative of what happened. It's very fulfilling. Great. So indeed, being a landlord representative is both a rewarding a demanding job. Now, share with us the lessons you learned from being a landlord representative and how you applied these lessons to be an effective one. I think one of the main lessons that you will learn when you're doing landlord representation is you need to know when to really give a little, take a little, sacrifice, really being transparent in all of the transactions. And what I mean by this is when you're transparent in all the transactions, you tell your landlord, what the other party really wants, and you don't sugarcoat it so that there are no surprises. And also in the negotiation, what you do is you also tell the potential tenants, the pain points of the landlords, what the landlords are really asking for so that they can understand as well where they can meet halfway. And that's the most rewarding thing when you are able to make each of the parties understand where everyone is coming from so that they all end up happy with the space that they got and with the transaction that they've closed. I think what's really important now is being able to develop that real sense of empathy and being able to really help other parties in fulfilling and closing out that transaction. Great insights, uh, Dings. Now, I speak with uh, members of the Landlord representation team, and uh, I'm aware that uh, you have deals in Metro Manila and outside of the capital region. So I'm curious, what's your forecast for the office sector for Metro Manila and uh, for the provinces? We're very optimistic when it comes to our forecast for office, both for Metro Manila and also for the province. But what we think what's going to happen is that we'll see more demand for provincial sites coming from different companies, not just call centers, not just from outsourcing companies. Right now, we're seeing renewed transactions and uptake in transaction in Metro Manila and even in the provinces. We're seeing more inquiries for our properties in Metro Manila and in the provinces. We are scheduling more inspections, more trips to different provinces, also in the Philippines, to look at office spaces in locations that are, you know, renowned for BPO work, but also, you know, provinces that may not yet be on the radar. And we are already seeing some companies looking intently into these locations to potentially be a first mover or even a second mover into the location and provide gainful employment for a lot of our Filipino brothers and sisters in the provinces. It seems that uh, you're working on a lot of deals, Dane, as well. A lot more (laughs) deals, more commission, right? So I'm curious, how do you distress dogs? I know you're a 
proud of four parent. And can you please share uh, anecdotes? How do you spend time with uh, your uh, pets? So yes, definitely, Joey. In the real estate industry, we get to encounter a lot of stress, a lot of stressors. And in able to release all of that, you need to have an avenue. And you're right. You know, I have pets. You know, they say having pets really decreases your blood pressure significantly. So that's just from one pet. So I have 10. So they can all help cumulatively reducing my blood pressure. But yeah, you know, distressing with pets, having time to spend with them, playing with them when I get home, having them on our bed. So imagine 10 dogs. Sometimes I don't have spade anymore because all my dogs are on the bed. It's those little things, those small things that you can do playing with pets, going out with them, bringing them to grooming sessions, bringing them to the park, just playing with them at home, you know, is already enough for me to be able to release the stress and pressures of work. And if you don't have pets yet, you know, I would highly recommend that you get one just to improve your blood pressure, your health, and even your feelings of being a little bit more emphatic. That's a very good tip, Dane. I'm tempted to ask how much your monthly budget <laughs> is for your dogs. But any tips for, for parents and the benefits of uh, being one? Well, you're right. You know, budget-wise, it might be a little bit more expensive because it's 10 dogs. But if you just manage to have one, you should be okay or maybe two. Um, tips of when you own a pet, you know, just make sure that they're always healthy. You make sure that all of their vaccines are updated. Just make sure you know your pets really well and you can detect signs early on when they're not feeling well or are ill so that you can bring them right away for medical attention. Thank you, Danes. This podcast uh, session has been very fun. I suddenly find myself wanting to adopt a dog. Now, if you have any questions about the office market, please do not hesitate to get in touch with Dane. So we will leave his contact details in the description box of this episode. This has been Joe Roy Bondock and uh, we hope you join us in our next episode of Collier's Insights Podcast. Bye everyone. Bye Dane. Bye. Thanks everyone. Bye-bye.